Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEEI. Feels uh, really good. I mean, just to be secure, you know, lock it, lock it in and then... You know, be a part of a, a great organization, a great city. Obviously, I think this is the best basketball organization and city in the, in the NBA, so feels good. And it does feel good to see Peyton Pritchard ink his name for an extension here with the Celtics. The final hour of KJ and Lions on WEEI. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. and Hart, follow us here on WEEI at 4 o'clock. So, John, you know, we, we talked during the week about Pritchard being, you know, getting this deal where it now moves him from about a two million a year guy now to about seven and a half million a year. Do you think Pritchard is part of the future of this team with this extension, or do you think there's something else at play? So look, I, I do think the contract is more tradable now because of money than it was before, but I think he's got to be part of their plans. I mean, they're short on guards. They have Holiday and White, who I love, elite defensive guards, good offensive players. But at least for the regular season, they need somebody that can come in and run their second unit. Or if there's a night that Holiday's not available or White, who played 82 games last year, is not available, they need somebody who can step in. And I think their options beyond Pritchard are really non-existent. So I, I think he's important in that sense. Now, once... April and May come. I don't know how much we will see Peyton Pritchard on the floor, but I think during the regular season, he is an important piece just for balancing out the roster. I think the deal is a look-see for Peyton Pritchard for other teams around the league, right? Because if let's go back to the Marcus Smart deal. So if you, before Marcus Smart, because it's funny when you think about it, Marcus Smart was actually a lottery draft pick, right? <laughs> Sixth like, overall. Right, man. exactly. He's taken higher than Paul Pierce in, in Pierce's draft, right? So Marcus Smart, had a number of like a rookie number of like eight a year, right? But he proved himself to be a great player, great on the defensive end. And when there was value and inquiry about potentially what he could be for other teams, his number was too low, right? There's no way that you trade Marcus Smart at $8 million a year and only being able to get back an $8 million a year player. That's why when Marcus Smart got bumped up to like the 1820 number, I said, okay. He's nice and primed for someone who can offer something in real return if they ever make a deal for Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is gone now, and you're able to get some of that money back. I think it's the same thing with Peyton Pritchard. Now, here's what's tricky about Pritchard. Because it's what they call a PPP deal, where or PP deal, I think I'm getting the loans and the, and the deals mixed up, where if you try and trade him, you can't trade him for that $7 million per year 
you have to trade him for the whole number of that contract. So $30 million would have to come off the books, and this is why I think that Pritchard is going to be traded later on down the line, potentially for someone to try and get it done right away, win now, and then free up that $30 million off of the books completely. Am I making sense so far, John? You, you are, and, and if you look at the trade chips the Celtics have, the most attractive ones are all those picks they have, but off right. their roster right now, he's probably the most attractive trade chip they would have to send out somewhere now that Robert Williams is gone, Malcolm Brogdon's gone. So, like, I but even with that, if they were to trade Pritchard, I wouldn't do it this year unless they have a front court injury. Like, if Porzingis or Horford get hurt and you need a real front court player, then I would trade him. Otherwise, I would either keep him for the length of the contract or trade him in a couple of years if you need to shed some salary at that point because Tatum and Brown both have supermax extensions in play. Then, well, that's what you're. That's what I, that's what I'm getting to, right? Yeah. With the Supermax is about to kick in, and obviously you'd want Jalen Brown to stay. You'd want to say, hey, this Porzingis thing is working out. You're going to have to free up money somewhere. So here's what's crazy, and I'm not saying this is a trade I would put out there, but this is why this trade type would make sense. You could actually now trade Peyton Pritchard for Russell Westbrook and his last year on his deal. I would right. never do that. Now, here's the thing. Now, now, here's why I'm saying that this is why I'm putting that out there is because you might say, hey, I only need a person to run the second unit offense and not be part of the key part of running the second, but not being part of the offense. You might say, I would take a Russell Westbrook to make a playoff run for one year only as a backup guard to both Derek White and to Drew Holiday. All I need from him is to rebound and to dish. If he can do that, then is that worth getting rid of Peyton Pritchard, who hasn't been playing minutes over the years? If you'd missed any of the show, you can get the Odyssey app. It's free. And would you rather more likely to either or? We pointed out each year Peyton Pritchard's minutes per game has gone down since his rookie year. So you would have to ask, in a playoff situation, if you're going up against the Milwaukee or you're going up against a revamped Philly or an improved Philly, whatever they end up doing, do you believe that you can get more out of Russell Westbrook as a defender, rebounder, and assist maker than you can of Peyton Pritchard as a scorer? Right now, the answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, I just think Russell Westbrook can't shoot. So that, that to me. I don't need him to shoot. Like, right? like if but I don't if, need if, him to shoot, I need him to defend if he can rebound and if he can make us and he can dish, she can dish out. That's great. But at the same time, you say, we're waiting to see if Pritchard can be a consistent shooter. That hasn't shown itself yet. Yeah, and look, for one year, I, I see your point on it, KJ, but I, I'd i much rather use Pritchard to trade for front court help because I think like you have Drew Holiday and White, who are two really good guards. Tatum can handle the ball if you need to as well. So if you're going to make a move, I would want more front court depth considering Porzingis, who I love, does have an injury history, and Horford is in his late 30s. Like I think that is your bigger need. If you're looking for like, hey, a piece to help us in a playoff run, I think that is the bigger need than a third guard, you know, who might not play that much because you have Holiday and White. Now, obviously, that could change if Holiday or White gets hurt, but I think your bigger need, if you're the Celtics right now, would be front court depth because, like, I mean, you gave up Robert Williams right. in, in that deal uh, to get True Holiday. So I just like I understand, and like, and it is a more tradable contract now. I just would rather, if he is traded, for it to be for front court help. But I, 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 I don't think they're going to trade him. Well, that's what I would find toughest for the Celtics to do is be able to find quality front court help at that price, right? Because you're like, okay, do you go out and get a guy who's expiring who has $30 million left on the deal? No, because the idea is you'd want to bring in some front court help 
that's still going to stay around. So you either have to go for a younger front court help guy, let's say a, a, a Jaron Duran uh, in, in, in Detroit where you've got three big men there and they're trying to figure out, okay, is it Bagley? Is it going to be Wiseman? Is it going to be Duran? Like Duran is the guy that they like, but he's the one that would match up with Pritchard. Or do you talk to Memphis again and maybe you look at Xavier Tillman Sr. in CONCAC as you know a contour, as a, as a two-for-one deal to help size up that backcourt. But I think it's going to be tougher moving Pritchard for a big guy then it would be to say, okay, can we get another big game type defender in the backcourt that can also assist and rebound? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want Russell Westbrook here. You're missing the point. I'm saying that if you can't get the big man that you want, the next thing you're going to want to do is get a playoff-tested defender that can at least help out. Like, yeah, he can't shoot, but Tatum and Brown are not going to – they're not going to be giving him the ball to shoot. And you'd probably say that at some point Drew – let's say – it is Westbrook back there. It's going to be Drew Holiday more likely taking any of those shots than it would be Westbrook. So yeah, he wouldn't be in that effect. I think Derek White's probably a better defender than Russell Westbrook anyway. I, I totally get. So, I totally get that. But we're like, talking about a third guard, right? And yeah. it's like, but so, but I think for the Celtics, you would want your third guard to be more of an offensive focus guy because your top two guards are both had a defensive rating of one twelve last year and are right, both but really if no, good. If nobody's giving that up, and Peyton Pritchard shows to be that okay, this guy just isn't ready for the prime time, and we see that. You have to make some type of move because you can't you cannot go into the playoffs virtually with a with a with a bench that looks like it did two years ago, right? Minus Grant Williams, right? Yeah. So you're talking about Peyton Pritchard will be your primary scorer off the bench. And I would be concerned, right? This is where you wonder, like, gosh, if Danilo Gallinari just if you could have just seen 10, 12 games out of him, what he had, and if he was still here, I would feel much better about that bench. That's why the disappearance of Robert Williams is so, so key. Because at least you had a three-man rotation on that front end, and you knew that the front end was being taken care of, and then there wouldn't be as much pressure on Tatum. I'm sorry, on on Pritchard to be a scorer or to be a facilitator as that second team. He could always get the fast break going off of Rob. Maybe that's where he sees a little more. He sees more open threes. Where, but again, we were seeing Pritchard giving open shots and missing them last year. So that is that's just a little bit of my concern is you're putting all the weight on Pritchard to be the primary scorer off the bench. I say he might be being looked at as how do you how do you make it? and you just don't know who's going to be disgruntled around the NBA by time to trade. So you think he stays? Do you think he plays Brogdon's 26 minutes a game? So I know we talked about that earlier. I don't know if he quite gets For there. Those who I, know, I know I when know we said still here still. Um, <laughs> I know when we did the you know either or more likely I, I yeah. said it would be close. I, I don't know if he quite gets there because White and Holiday are going to play a lot. You're going to have Horford's probably going to be the first man off the bench. I know it's a different position, but it's going to be he'll be the first man off the bench. Like I think Pritchard runs the second unit in the second quarter every night, but then I think in the second half they get a lot more matchup dependent and sometimes they have, you know, Derek White and uh, Drew Holiday out there. Other times it's one of those two with Horford and Porzingis out there cuz Tatum and Brown will, you know, always be out there right, in, in key situations. There. So I think around them like, I could see Pritchard, like, last year, he was, what, at 13 minutes a game, 13 and a half? Like, right. I could see him getting to 19 or 20 because he plays the second quarter and spurts here in the second half as well. I just, I don't know if he'll get quite to the 26 number. And also, too, So that means fairness, you'll be adding at Brogdon, least another five minutes to both both Holiday and and to uh, White. And, so and, they'll and be Bro- playing five additional minutes probably per game. And Porzingis yeah. will pick up some of that, I think, too. So uh, I'm talking look, about just from backcourt minutes. Yeah, like you're yeah, talking sure, about like Marcus sure. Smart's and, minutes that are gone and Brogdon's minutes are gone. Who makes up those, right? So I think uh, Smart was 32 minutes a game last year. 
right? And Brogdon was 26, so that's 58 minutes right there. So how do you, and then, of course, add in White with last year. I don't know what his number is. I would lean more towards, like, Holiday will make up the smart minutes. Like, that to me is a swap for swap. He might even play a little bit more sometimes than Smart did. It's it's really 32 minutes, though. The Brogdon-Pritchard swap. And Brogdon is also a better player. Like, he won sixth man of the year for a reason. He's going to be out there more. But you wonder if... Pritchard will make up some of that, and then maybe they'll just do a mix of other younger guys in the regular season who aren't going to play in the playoffs anyway. Yeah, if you're talking about Pritchard really running the second quarter, and if it gets out of hand, or there is a lead, like do you see Pritchard as a like a key component in the fourth quarter? Because there was like MA tried it a little bit in his first year. You saw little glimpses of, but he yanked it back when he saw that Pritchard was not being uh, hitting those open shots. Like if you remember back to that Miami series, right? And then if you get into last year, not as much usage as he got in the year before. And now we're talking this year, like demanded usage from him. And that that part we haven't seen, and we're three years in. Now, in, in fairness, this is kind of similar to what Steve Nash went through in his career, right? His first couple of years just pretty much laid on the bench and then suddenly exploded. So maybe that's the bet and gamble that Brad Stevens has on this guy. And if that's the case... Then, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you have a new legend in Boston and Peyton Pritchard. And right? the other so. thing too is Drew Holiday still hasn't signed an extension yet, so it's also some insurance that maybe right. Drew Holiday is a one-year rental. And I hope that's not the case. But let's say it, it comes might to be that, at thirty-four because yeah. if you're at thirty-four, you want to at least get a contract that gets you to thirty-seven. Years right. So if it ends up being a one-year rental, then Pritchard's one of your either starting guards next year or he's the first guy off the bench next year. So that's another piece. And then if Pritchard's one of your starting guards or the first guy off the bench at $7 million, that's a pretty good deal next year going forward. But hopefully Holiday gets an extension and doesn't come to that. All right, before we go to Trenton, let's pull in Justin Turpin real quick. He writes for WEEI, covers the Celtics. I'm still trying to figure out like, how you're getting all these passes. And then when I see you at the game, I'm like, hey, you need to talk to Thomas and get better seats. Like, like where are they putting you? No, I'm kidding. So do you think Pritchard is more of a trade bait towards the end of the year or he's a 25-minute-a-game guy now? I think he's closer to the 25-minute-a-game guy. He has to be part of what they're trying to do here, especially with how thin they are at guard. So I think he is closer to that 25-minute-a-guy night. And we need to get you at least in Greg Hill's seats a couple of times. I mean, Greg barely knows sports. Like, he probably knows Ozzy Osbourne better than he knows sports. I do like it up top, though. It's nice. You can see everything. Yeah, of course your head is against the black back of the wall. You know, Like, a T-shirt will never be shot to you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> they do get up there, though. They Some of those T-shirt tosses, man, they they go far. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. They barely get to the 330s. I'm just kidding. Actually, I've never seen one in the upper bowl. but you know, yeah, I, I, sit up, I, I sit up in the balcony because I'm a man of the people, as you guys know, and I have never got a T-shirt tossed never. to be up there. The only, yeah, I've sat up in the 300s as well, and look, the only time I had a T-shirt, I have one T-shirt. You know what it was? It's a playoff game because they laid one on yeah, every that's, seat. I, I have one Yep, from the 2009 playoffs. I think I still have it. They laid it on my seat. so I There you it. go. It's KJ and Lions. Justin, thank you so much for the insight. 617-779-7937. We talk Patriots. Their 405 game against the Raiders. And boy, I wonder if if there's kind of a seance going on right now with Josh McDaniels. I'll explain that. But right now it's time to trend with Justin. Take it away, brother. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots will look to get back on track tomorrow afternoon in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Seven Patriots have already been ruled out for tomorrow's contest, including Demario Douglas, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Cole Strange. Ten more Patriots are listed as questionable, headlined by Trent Brown, Christian Barmore, Kyle Duggar, Jonathan Jones, Mike Conwenu, and Josh Uche. 
For the Raiders, starting cornerback Nate Hobbs has been ruled out with an ankle injury. Kickoff in that one is set for 4.05. Bruins are back in action tonight, hosting the Nashville Predators over at the TD Garden. Jeremy Swayman will get the start in net for the Bees tonight with puck drop set for 7 o'clock. According to Mass Live's Brian Robb, the Boston Celtics have hired Jeff Van Gundy as a senior consultant on their coaching staff. The 61-year-old spent the last 16 years as a broadcaster with ESPN. Prior to broadcasting, Van Gundy spent 11 years as an NBA coach, including stints with the New York Knicks and the Houston Rockets. Van Gundy helped the Knicks reach the NBA Finals in 1999. And the New England Revolution play their final road game of the season against Nashville SC tonight at 8.30. The Rebs sit two games, two points excuse me, behind Columbus in the East for getting home field advantage for their first-round matchup. I'm Justin Turpin. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to KJ and Lions on WEI. They just don't have it right now. You know the old Parcells saying, they want me to cook the meal, they should let me shop the groceries. The cupboard is bare mm-hmm. right now. They don't have the players right now. They don't have the talent right now. And it all flows to the guy who's both the coach and the de facto general manager who spends the money, signs the players, or doesn't sign the players, such as receiver Jacoby Myers, who they'll see this weekend in a different uniform. One of the guys, rare guys, they developed at receiver and they let him walk away. It's just a bunch of bad decisions in recent years that have culminated in a team that isn't physically capable of competing with other NFL teams. Wow, Mike Florio, get me the Patriots blues. I look, KJ Lines, WEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. John, is is it could it be more critical of just saying, look, there's just nothing like is the team broken? Yeah, and look around the roster, and how many guys can you say are top five players at their position in the league on this roster? Like, Matt Judon's probably a top five player at edge rusher, maybe right on the edge. Christian Gonzalez, I think, could probably get there at some point, and maybe Mike Onwenu when he's playing really well, but that's it. And, and even those guys, none of those guys are the best at their position. And, and that's something that, look, I mean, you look at the good teams in the league, right? We talked about the 49ers earlier. They have the best middle linebacker in the NFL, the best pass rusher in the NFL, the best left tackle in the NFL, a top five receiver, the best running back in the NFL, a top five tight end. Like, like the good teams have guys who are in the top five or six at their position at multiple spots on the roster. And the Patriots, 
really don't outside of Matt Judon, and I think we've kind of seen that show up this season. Well, even if you look at the Raiders, we're 405 the game tomorrow, not 425. And if you remember last year, not 825 either. <laughs> 98 feet. Like, yeah. it, it, look, I, even Josh McDaniels has a above serviceable quarterback at quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got one of the top receivers in Devontae Adams. He's got one of the top running backs in Josh Jacobs. He's got a growing defense with Max Crosby as probably one of the best yep. outside defensemen, outside line, defensive linemen in the game. Right. And so they have a losing record and still seemingly have hope. I think what's happening with the players, what's happening with the Patriots is it's really true when they say it's a player's league, right? Devontae Adams only goes to the Raiders because Derek Carr, his college teammate, is there. So that's an incentive for him to go there. The question is who offers any incentive to come here from the player level? Now, we've seen Matthew Judon sent out the tweets during the offseason, during the free agent pre but I also wonder if that was kind of a, I don't want to use the wrong word because you put it in the wrong context, it becomes kind of touchy, but he almost kind of is like a person who is, who is being held against their will, if you will, knowing that people aren't coming, right? Because he sent out these like, hey, come on down, hey, come on through. And, and th- if you say where Belichick needed Brady, it's in that regard. Players would come. If Brady wanted him to, if he wanted him to come, right? Antonio Brown is literally the person who had changed the odds in Vegas when he came. He's only here for one game. And after that, it went back to the Chiefs being favored to win the Super Bowl. But when Antonio Brown came, because they were like, look, Tom Brady just needs this one guy and they'll be able to get it done. Now there is no player. And, and, and I understand because here was some of the argument I was making for Mac Jones early on. Why don't you make a move one of these Alabama receivers who knows what environment he's coming from under the same coach with Saban, get him to the Patriots. Like even at the time when there was a chance to possibly get someone like a, uh, like a AJ green, even though he didn't play at Alabama, but he understands that whole culture of what it is to be a pro bring him in as a starter kit, if you will. And then maybe you make, if, if, if he does well with that starter kit, maybe you make the plays for the Judy's or for the waddles of the, in the league, but he can't even pull those guys from Alabama to gonna be part of the uh, of what's going on, and I and that's the concern. It's the quarterback who's going to pull players. Yeah, well, and I also think you can't really pull Waddle and Judy because they're under contract. Like you know, like he, it's not like they're free agents. I, well, I think okay. Like, well, let's, well, the let's, two let's biggest in, recruiting tools okay, well, well, are look at winning Judy. and money, and they don't well, do either. Right. Well, now. let's look at the situation with Judy. Right. If you had a yeah. quarterback that was halfway decent right now, and Mac Jones right now, and the conversations that's going on about Judy being available for a very favorable number, you might say, hey. Judy says, I want to go play with Mac because I know with him and I, we could put it over the top the way we did in college. But now you have to look at the situation and be like, I don't, the ship be sinking. I don't want to jump. I don't want to add an additional hundred pounds or so onto the ship while it's going underwater. So that that's part of the issue is even if they were available, like DeAndre Hopkins was, was in the facilities and I knew he wasn't coming just because, well, I really thought he just came because the grandma was like, Baby, just go in there and forgive Mr. O'Brien. Just stand there. Be very gentleman-like. Don't think about what happened in Houston. And politely say no, and God will take care of the rest. That was a good grandma, wasn't it? Well, look, and I think the biggest <laughs> recruiting tools in the NFL are winning and money. 
and the Patriots had a losing season last year. There's uncertainty right now, and they consistently go below the market except for the 2021 offseason when it comes to money. So it's tough to bring guys in when you don't have either of those tools. Like throughout the but Brady, minute, throughout the, the Brady years, but the money, throughout the Brady years, they would go below the market, but they were winning all the time. So guys would say, hey, I'll go there, win a ring, and then get a huge free agent contract after. We saw that a bunch of examples of that. But now when you're not winning on top of it, like in 2021, they were coming off a losing season that spring and they paid a bunch of money. So they got guys that way. But if Look, you're not going to do either, you're not going to get guys are mid level in the league in terms of active money. Right. They, I mean, they're not, yeah, they're but not they, I mean, they are, they don't go to the top of the market on contracts consistently. Okay. They, so and, that's, but, and I'm not saying you have to do it all the time, but they don't. So you would almost argue is like, Hey, if you're in the top 15 in contracts and everything isn't like equal on one side and the other, terms of like seven over there and seven over here, you would say by the way you're spending according to the way people are paid, you should be on the cusp of being a playoff team. You may not be right there, but you should be at the edge of it based upon what you're saying, either spending or winning, right? right. So And they don't do either. So, well, well, if you're spending somewhere towards the middle, you should be close to the middle. They're not close well, to the middle. But last year they were in the middle. They went eight and nine, barely missed the playoffs. No, that's not the middle. Like, that's losing. Like, I'm talking about no, the middle they, of a playoff no, you, race. You, if you, said, you said close to the middle, and they were in the playoff race on the last week of the season. So they were in the middle of the league, essentially, eight and nine, and the year before, ten and seven. Like, that's a middling team, and now they're worse than that because the talent has got a little bit worse from the last couple of years, and they're not playing well, and they had opportunities to sign guys this year and they didn't pay enough money to sign them whether it was Hopkins Caleb McGorry Mike McGlinchey like whoever you want to look like okay they well, also with, didn't spend well with Hopkins they were willing to match the 15 million it's just that they had more incentives for him to get to the 15 million yeah so they didn't want to spend as much right but the, the, well the, no you're willing to spend as no, much but what if they were willing it, to spend they would have offered him guaranteed instead of incentive no, if they no. really wanted him they would have said okay we'll give you the guaranteed money if, like and I'm not against if I'm incentives, DeAndre, if I'm but if you're him, Hopkins the Tennessee offer was a better offer Offer than what the Patriots had. That's it was why the same it. money. You no, just didn't it was, have to do the money. The you didn't have to do as much. It was a better offer. One, you know you're getting the money. The other one, if you get hurt, you're not getting the money. So you're going to pick. Uh, there are two similar teams, both in the near the middle of the NFL at the time, and one give you guaranteed money, and the other set incentives. The guaranteed money is the better offer if, if every one, time. If one contract says you have to do two additional three things to get the money. And another one says you have to do one additional thing to get the money. Which contract are you going to pick? The one additional thing. It's more they, guaranteed money. That's what he picked. That's why but, he's in Tennessee. But they were. But the Patriots were willing to match. They just had too many conditions. Right. So to they get weren't the willing to put the guaranteed money on and the if table. I'm DeAndre and they didn't have a good Hopkins, enough offer. How, I'm looking at that contract saying this team doesn't have the ability for me to meet these benchmarks that you're going to put in the contract. There's no way I'm going to get. X amount of yards if I don't believe the quarterback or this offense situation is going to even feed me the ball as often as I want. That's why I say players play a big part. Yeah, you could say it's winning and money, but you can have a bunch of money and not win, and sometimes you can win and not spend a lot of money. Right, The Patriots were one of those teams that didn't have to spend a lot of money, and a lot of that goes to Tom Brady of constantly renegotiating his contract, folding a lot of that stuff over to bonus money towards the end of the year. So that was him playing a part in them being able to not spend. But now in this league, you need players to want to get other players on board to play with them. That's how you get it done in this league. Yeah, and if you win with those players or you pay them the amount of money, they'll come to your team. Like that's like 
players, like you're talking about players want to come. Yeah, they want to come with players that are good and that win. Like Tom Brady won every year, so guys wanted to come play with him. The Commanders are the fourth highest active Payroll yeah, they right spend. Now. Yeah, they spend recklessly though. Like that's a bad example. But they spend. They, they don't. Yeah, but they don't win. Like that's the thing. So if you want players to come, you either have to win or spend money. They spend money, so players go there. They just don't spend it on the right guys. Like they okay, misevaluate so, who they spend on. Like that doesn't mean you shouldn't spend because they screw up. Okay, so the Bengals won. They they pay and they win, right? Jaguars they're, they're two. Yeah. Okay, Jaguars two. They pay and they're starting to win. Chiefs, we know that story. Commanders, they pay and don't win. Giants, they pay and don't win. Ravens, they pay, the jury's out. Falcons pay and don't win. Cowboys pay, and let's call it what it is, they don't win. They do make the playoffs every year. Like, they right. do win. Okay, fair like, enough. In the NFC, and the Ravens do have a winning record right now. So Okay, so the Cowboys, the Seahawks, I would say, I think they've got a great balance. Broncos pay and don't win. Dolphins pay and win. Lions, they're now turning it around. Bears pay and don't win. Colts pay and don't win. Bills pay and win. Then you get to the Patriots. Yep. So, like, what's your what's your point? Like, I'm saying, like, if so, you want so good below, players to so come here. So spending lower than them and winning, I see the Chargers. I see the Eagles below them. Yep. I see the 49ers spending less than the, less than the Patriots. I see, uh, let's see, the Bucks are doing well and pay way less. So yeah, I and just you're also talking teams. about teams that have drafted well too. Like the 49ers have a bunch of awesome draft picks there. Well, that's because that also not early in the show I said because they right. had a good run of being horribly bad and being able to get people like a Nick Bosa at number two, yep. right? Like right. If you're Who they're now about the, paying a lot of money to, right? But that's fine. But if the Patriots get to a number two draft pick next year, they don't have the luxury to go get a defensive end, right? Like you know you have a quarterback situation. So a lot of it has to do with. If a player is great and you they're gonna bring other other players are gonna to want to play along with them. That's what Brady proved going to Tampa. All those guys coming around to play for the minimum. That's the extreme. But then when you start getting like the situation with Tua, Tua literally literally went from, hey, we're trying to get uh what's the guy's name? Deshaun Watson in here tomorrow. Right? But they said, you know what? We brought in a coach, and I know you'd be like, that's the key. Brought in a coach who believed in what Tua could do. Tyreek Hill got the most money. That's where your argument does come in, and they drafted Jalen Waddle. Yep. And look where they are now. Now, are the Patriots ever going to be as bad as the Dolphins were through those years to be able to have a high pick like Tua and to be able to have all this cap room to sign a Tyreek Hill and still draft a Jalen Waddle? I say there has to be a period of three or five years of mediocrity to bad seasons to be able to get to that point. Yeah, and I think we have already, like, in 2020 they were bad. 2022, they were, you know, middling but still not good, and they've drafted, you know, relatively high a couple of years, and now it looks like they're really bad right now and may draft high. But I also think, like, that lets them off off the hook to an extent of they didn't draft impact players for, like, five years. Like, you can find, like, I know you're not drafting in the top ten, but, like, you can't draft any impact players for five years. And I shouldn't say any, but, like, very few impact players – for five years, I just reject that. I mean, look at the impact players they drafted when they were good in drafting late. Like Rob Gronkowski was a second round pick. Julian Edelman was a seventh round pick. Deion Branch was a second round pick. Corey Dillon and Wes Welker, they traded second round picks for. Like you can get impact players without drafting in the top ten. Dill- yes, Corey it's Dill- harder. Corey Dillon it's, was so happy you could have offered him a refrigerator he was coming. Yeah, out. it's still harder. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It's harder to get impact players, but I also don't want to let them off the hook for the fact that you know, they drafted Sony Michelle instead of Nick Chubb in the first round. Like, you know, they drafted Nikhil Harry instead of Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown. Like, that, that also would, lets them I, off the hook. 
I would say, did Sony Michelle produce in the Super Bowl running year? Yeah, Nick Chubb would have too, and they'd be better now. And I was a huge Sony Michelle supporter. He was awesome in 2018. He's a big reason why they won that Super Bowl. They still drafted the wrong running back from Georgia. KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937, still to come. We got the Lions, then that's about 10 minutes away. And then Fitzy and Hart got you from 4 to 6. So the NFL power rankings came out last week, and the Patriots are 30th. Um, the Broncos are behind them, and so are the Panthers at 32. So it's interesting because the Patriots have games remaining against one, two, three teams that are under 25, okay? So which teams do you think the Patriots, in its current existence right now that we see in front of us, will have trouble with or not have trouble with? So let's start with the Broncos. They're 31st. They're worse. They're considered worse than the Patriots. That's a December 24th game. Get ready for the flex, folks. Broncos-Patriots. That game played. What plays out? So I'm not as worried about the Broncos. Like I I think they're in a really bad spot. That defense is awful. Russell Wilson, I know his numbers are better than last year, but he just looks like he's totally washed up and was a lot a a major product of Pete Carroll and those great Seahawks defenses, too. So I'm not worried really about the Broncos beating the Patriots. As bad as the Patriots have been, I just think that Broncos team is in a really, really bad spot. And by then, who knows? They may have traded Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton as well. Right. So I would be concerned because, hey, the Broncos team that everybody's hanging their hat on, giving up the 70 points, I think gave up like uh, 40, I think, in the, the, the week before, um, just held the, the Chiefs to what? 18 points? Uh, yeah, I think that was like an 18-7 game, I want to say, or, so, or 18. I was something like that, yeah. Right, and what's the number the Patriots have problems yeah. getting? Yeah, 17. That was also a Thursday <laughs> Thursday night game, though, to divisional Thursday night game. But, right, but they've lost uh, 15 in a row to the Chiefs, yeah. so no one was thinking, hey, the Broncos are going to pull this off. And Mahomes but, threw an end zone interception. Like, that could have been a high And they score. played with their food as well. Yeah, but, but I mean, again, you're right. Hey, it was 19, you know, 19 points is 19 points. Right, so I think it's a closer game than what we would think on paper going into the season, which we thought that this is a game that they would win. Yeah. All right, how about November 26th? The Giants. That's around Thanksgiving. That's the, I think it's the Thanksgiving game. Uh, it's a few days after Thanksgiving. It's that Thanksgiving. week. You're right. It's that week. But right. uh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about the Giants at all. As bad as Mac Jones is, I actually think Daniel Jones is worse. I say yeah. it should be a, a loser. Jo- loser loses Jones. Right. <laughs> like whoever loses that game cannot use Jones as their last name for the rest. So it's either just Mac or Daniel. Whoever loses that game, like a loser leaves town wrestling match. The Giants are right ahead of the Patriots at 29. Now, there has been talk that maybe that Saquon Barkley could be on the move. Saquon Barkley signing that one-year deal now seems absolutely brilliant because it's like, hey, I don't have to stay. And, oh, my knee hurts even though we had the quarter, the running back meeting at the beginning of the year. No one knows what was on that Zoom meeting. But he may be out the door by the time we get to November 26th. And if that's the case, I mean, the Giants are already bet offensively. I think that's still a game that the Patriots could get healthy on. So I agree with you there. At 27 and a game on November 5th, right around the corner, are the Commanders. Now, this is a game that I am worried about because they lose in shootouts. We haven't seen the Patriots in a shootout. Yeah, and the other thing is their defensive line is fantastic, led yeah. by Jonathan Allen. Like those are guys that can get Chase after. Young, yeah. yeah, like those are they can get after the quarterback on that defensive line. So, like I'm not a huge like, and Sam Howell's had some good moments, you know, for sure. But I'm not a huge Sam Howell guy. But hey, they have Terry McLaurin. Like they have like an underrated roster. They just can't figure it out at quarterback. But the rest of their roster, they do have some decent pieces there. And Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. Like you know, the Patriots have 
held down those Mahomes Chiefs teams, but they've always ha- had a habit of scoring points in the second half against the Patriots. The enemy, right. you know, obviously a lot of that's Mahomes, but the enemy may have some answers in the second half of that game. So yeah, I'm of the games we've talked about, I'm the most concerned about that one. So I would be most concerned about the Commanders game, which they are 27th. Then I would be most concerned about the Broncos because if the defense shows up and plays semi lights out, not the 70 point stuff, it's going to be a problem for the Chief. Uh, it'll be a problem for the for the Patriots. And then the Giants, who are ranked 29th, I don't think there's anything they could do. Like I, I mean, Lucy can go out there and hold the football for them, and you still feel like they're going to miss, knowing that she's going to yank it. That's just how bad the Giants are right now. So yeah. KJ Lines, W-E-E-I. We wrap it up next here. Thank you so much for being part of your Saturday. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is W-E-E-I, New England's sports original. This is KJ and Lions on W-E-E-I. Yeah, Justin, let that rock a little. KJWEEI along with John Lyons. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday here with us. I had to play that, man. Rudolph Isley, the oldest of the Isley brothers, just passed away this week. Now you might be like, okay, KJ, what does that have to do with sports? But this is a story of you can't trust AI. So if you type in Rudolph Isley in Google, it produces the very first picture, a picture of a buddy of mine named John Mons, who's in the radio industry. Say, wait a minute. John isn't dead, and he's not Rudolph Isley. So I'm texting his brother. I'm like, do you see that your brother's picture? Have you have you seen this before, John, where AI identifies someone totally different and says that's the person who's died? So I have seen a few examples of like people Googling images, and AI brings up the wrong person completely. <laughs> so, it, I, I mean, AI may take over the world someday. They just got a little bit of work to do. You know, I've just noticed there has there tends to be a habit. Like, um, like they'll identify Mike Tomlin as Omar Epps or John Mons as Rudolph Isley. Like, okay, damn it. Okay, some of us look similar, but we don't all look alike. If you missed any of the show of KJ and Lines, it's on the Odyssey app free. Type in W-E-E-I 937. It'll bring you right here to the station. Make sure you click the little heart. It'll save you to bring you right here to the station. And you can hear any of the shows during the week and through the weekend as well. Plus the podcast, uh, Fitzy and Hart are coming up 4 o'clock today um so one of the interesting stories that happened before we get to the lines then here in a couple of minutes was um the pat mcafee show uh revealing that they do pay aaron Rodgers to be on its show i don't understand why there's some blowback but here's something i do understand about the show and i'm seeing it develop i have you had a chance to watch any of it john so i've seen clips here and there i don't watch the whole show though okay part of my study is okay it's a new show people are making a bark about it one of the big things that people were making a big fuss about it going to ESPN is, would people still be able to curse? And so the idea is that, hey, they'll let some of that stuff through, but here's what I think is the setup. It all depends on who curses, right? If you're one of the producers and sidekicks who have dropped a few, trust me when I tell you this, they are waiting for one complaint to come in and boom, you're off the show, right? Because yeah. Who did they sign up for this deal? They Now, Pat said, I want my guys, but your guys can't be the ones cursing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, when he was on there last week, dropped a curse word. They're not going to say, hey, get rid of Aaron Rodgers off of that show because he said S-bomb. No, but if one of the producers say it, they're easily replaceable. So I, I wonder in this environment, in this bro culture, that all brothers are not created equal. I'm just going to say that. 
So I, I don't have a problem. I think he's. I think it came out that he's giving Aaron Rodgers a million dollars out of his own money, which is, is a smart play, right? Because if you want to be able to have the content and ensure it's there, pay out of your own pocket than waiting to go to corporate and saying, hey, can you do it? I'll go on his show for that price. I think that's a fair price. You know what? At some point, John, we're going to have to determine who we're going to pay to come on to this show. Right? Because we'll pay Justin Turpin, I suppose. We don't pay him, right? He gets paid by the company. But, yeah, you know, so, look, yeah. right? Because they get a whole lot of show in three hours on a Saturday. We'll be back here again again next Saturday as well. So we appreciate any of you who've listened to the show. I even get like private messages from like random people on Instagram who have given kudos to the show. I personally don't know them. I just say thank you very much. I'm trying to figure out why they have all these numbers at the end of their name and why they are always in a bikini picture and they don't have any friends. But hey, their opinion matters, John. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, another piece that I've heard, I, I stepped out the room because first take, yeah, you know, we're in the sports ecosystem, right? Um, I had to walk out the room. I was washing some clothes right before I go pick up the daughter from school. And I just hear Mad Dog Russo from another room. And I realize it's a you have to watch what's going on because when you hear it, it's blood curdling. It really is. It was like, I, I don't know how to explain it other than if there was a reenactment of the Titanic at a third grade school and kids all had to scream that they were falling off, it sounded like that. It was it was it was ear curdling. I I I don't know. I I I, I mean, actually I enjoy it. his segments on first take sometimes. Uh, but the, I only the, watch clips. Again, I don't watch right. the whole show. So I next time you clips. watch a clip, pause it and then go out the room and, and let it play. Walk out the room and go and just listen to what you're hearing. You're like, Jesus, what is this? But you know, like I mean it is what it is. But I was like, Phew. So the McAfee show isn't that bad. It isn't that bad. Um, it's actually better than I thought because I wasn't following it on Twitter. I mean, on, on YouTube, I wasn't really watching it. But look, he knows his stuff. He understands the entertainment value of it. And it's somewhat of an, an original entertainment. Now, I've heard people, I don't know, are you a college football guy? Well, yeah, you are. Yeah, I, and I don't mind him paying Rodgers to be on either because it's like a full hour, sometimes more of Rodgers. It's one thing right. if it's a phone call. Like, if you do a phone call, you shouldn't pay for that. But if you're having someone come on, on video for an hour, sometimes more. Like, right. yeah, I, I don't mind him paying I would, If I was that. the Jets, I, w- I would be like, you know what, of the tens of millions that we're paying you, you couldn't spend that hour talking to Zach over here? kind of. Yeah, maybe there's Mr. only Miyagi? so much he can teach Zach Wilson. Well, but, you know, if you know that you're getting paid from somebody else during a personal yeah. time that you could be working with the, your teammate and we're, and we're planning to keep you next year, you know, I, I think this, the, look, whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers, I don't think anything has really ever changed about him. I thought going to New York and being in a winning situation would do it, but he's clearly a, a, an unfocused guy. When when you know you count to ten out loud, suddenly he's got something else to say. I think Danica Patrick kind of predicted all of this a couple of years ago when she wrote that. I think it was the Vanity Fair, one of those art, one of those magazines where she just kind of like laid into like what the dude was missing, like emotionally. I was like, I think I saved it as a, a thing on my browser. So. Yeah, sports and landscape is getting pretty interesting. It's very vivacious. You know, I, I, I look, I get mad, dog. I get the idea. You know, some people have a way that they feel about Stephen A. Stephen A. and my older brother went to college together. I know of Stephen A. When I started my career, we were both down in, the, in North Carolina in the Greensboro area. Like Stephen A. might have been covering Wake Forest tennis at the time. So, wait, we, we, okay, really quick, give us the Lions Den one, John. Bruins see the one about win. Lions. Can't lose to this guy. Give me the job.
right, John. First one. Bruins new season. Yep. Will they roar or meow this year? I think they roar. I actually think they might go deeper in the playoffs than they did last year. All right, even without Patrice Bergeron? Yeah, just because last year they collapsed so bad in the playoffs. That's the yeah, I, I think last year was supposed to be the farewell tour. This year I think is going to be a surprise tour. Tyquan Thornton on track to return soon for the Pats. Roar or meow when uh, he comes back? Sadly, I think it's a meow. Yeah, why run fast when everybody's running faster the other way? Yeah. Phillies knock out the Braves on the way to the NLCS, maybe to the World Series again? Yep. I think the Phillies are going to go all the way, and Dave Dombrowski is going to be a world champion <laughs> once again. He's going to smile and have the little flashing tooth shine to look, ding, standing right next to Schwarber. Probably bring Heim Bloom into the kind of like the, the rec room of everything, just kind of like the NWO. Yep. <laughs> so thank you so much for hanging out with us here on KJ and Lions. We ran out of time. I apologize for that, but Fitz and Hart, Fitz and Hartsy, Fitzy and Hart are next. Say that quick after four hours. At The Real John Lions on Twitter, at KJ Carson. Have a wonderful Saturday. We'll talk to you again one week from today, 1 p.m. here on WEEI. See you, John. See you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.